Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back Ram fans, this is Rams Up, your favorite LA Rams podcast. We are proud members of the Fans First Sports Network. That's fansfirstsports.com. You can also follow us on YouTube. Our channel is at LA Rams Up. I'm your host, Mark. You'll hear from my co-host, Tom, on occasion as well. Hey, we're not Rams insiders. We're just longtime fans who love talking about our Los Angeles Rams. Let's get to it. Welcome to another edition of Rams Up Roundtable, post-Super Bowl edition. Joined uh, with my co-host on Rams Up, uh, Mark, and our regular guest, Ian, and uh, another regular guest, Paul, will be joining us soon. So, guys, Ian, how'd you like that Super Bowl? Woo! What a... um... What a dramatic game that was. Uh, I mean, look, if you're not a football junkie, you probably thought that first half was awful, right? I enjoy good defense, but at the same time, I do tend to agree with the people that thought it was kind of whack, right? That first half in the sense of it wasn't just that the defenses were playing well. It was just sloppy offensive football, really, on both sides. Bumbles, bad blocking up front, tip passes. You know, it was kind of meh. If you're just watching it purely for entertainment. But if you're a football junkie, you appreciated the good defense. And second half, that's everybody just woke up. More fireworks, more offensive. Oof, wow, look at that. Holy crap. And I was a I was a hater on Sunday. I was at a friend's place and half of the half of his family are 49ers fans. And it's all friendly crap talk and all that, but I enjoyed the slow. <laughs> decline of smiles and cheerful faces as the game went on and time kept getting less and less and less it was a great and i was being nice i was holding i was just watching football objectively but 
Golly, does Kyle Shanahan keep blowing Super Bowls or what? <laughs> oh man, Paul. I mean, Mark, uh, where'd you watch it, and how did it? Uh, how, how did it play out for you? You know, I almost followed my uh, my typical non-Ram Super Bowl mo, and that is, I go golfing and I get back by halftime, and I just wasn't feeling it, so I watched the game by myself uh, upstairs in my in our little TV room. And I had it on mute. Uh, I was in, uh, on my laptop as well, doing podcast research, uh, doing uh, looking at drafts, mock drafts, and free agents, and all that. And kind of had an eye on the game, keeping an eye. And like like uh, Ian said, the first half, you know, and the one thing you left out, the Travis Kelsey star player yelling at his coach. Oh yeah, it was just weird. It was just a weird first half, and and I could only think. You know, if you weren't a football fan and you're watching that and you're like, so these teams are supposed to be good teams? What's going on here? This is kind of, this is kind of bad football. Uh, but, yeah, that second half, especially with the uh, the punt, when that punt hit uh, the cornerback's foot and the Chiefs oh, yeah. recovered, yeah. I, uh, something inside of me woke up and I said, mm, uh, this may be, the tide may be changing here. And yeah, uh, was it, it was fun after that. It was fun after year. that. Yeah, the next play was the Chiefs' first uh, first touchdown. So, right. um, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, but just to, to kind of reinforce you guys' points by numbers, it, the first seventeen possessions of the game, uh, leading up to that, uh, leading up to that that punt after that punt, uh, were there were four scores. Four. There was. Uh, let's see. San Francisco had a field goal and a touchdown, and um, Kansas City had a, two field goals. And then after that that punt uh and the recovery and then Mahone that the, the Chiefs scored on the next play uh that was the first of seven consecutive scores by those teams wow. so you know right. yeah it was yeah it went from it went from uh four out of 17 to seven out of seven so pretty uh pretty crazy but I wanted to talk to you guys about the um about the uh well a couple things I mean let's just just go just kind of run down rapid fire real quick yeah. here so uh, can we put the Brock Purdy uh, is just a system quarterback to rest or not? <laughs> well, uh, uh, let me just chime in. And I'm not, um, I certainly don't evaluate players. Uh, I'm not trained at doing that. I just see what I see as a fan, as a, you know, a fan that loves my team. And I think he's a good quarterback. I just don't think he's anything special. I just don't think he's the type of quarterback that, uh, you know, if you're planning on him being your franchise quarterback for three or four years to come, he's going to be in a lot of playoff games where he's overmatched as far as the opposition quarterback. Yeah, but Burrow, they have a great Burrow, offense, yeah. a great defense. I still think um, if I'm a 49er fan, I'm concerned about that because he's going to be one of those guys that's too good to move on from, but maybe not good enough. Um to carry your team on it on his shoulders when he needs to, but that's what and I saw. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong. That's well, kind of what I saw. Lot, it's going to be a lot different when he gets paid, right? Now he has one more year of this cheap deal, and yeah. then that guy's got to get paid. And are they going to pay him? Um, and so forth. So, and when they pay yeah. him, they're not going to have as much money to surround him with weapons. And, and am and I seeing? Are you, do you guys agree with what I'm seeing, or am I wrong? I, maybe no. I'm wrong. I mean. I, I think, look, this is the best quarterback other than Matt Ryan that Shanahan has been the play caller for, right? I mean, we're not talking about Kirk Cousins' Redskin days because I don't think Kyle was calling plays at that time, if I, if I remember correctly, when Cousins was the full-time guy, 
Correct me if I'm wrong, anybody. But look at I give pretty credit, man. He, he his legs are valuable. His mobility is extremely valuable in today's game. I mean, look at he, he should have had a disastrous passing day if, if you weren't able to escape and create. So I think he's a good quarterback. I think he's good. Now good enough or pretty good. Now where's that fine line? I think maybe he's good to good enough to win a championship at this moment. And and look at guys, he's barely going to be pushing into year three of this four year rookie contract. So. I expect improvement. We just got to be real unless something insane happens. So I think not only was he probably good enough to win this game, I think he was good enough to win the Super Bowl, truthfully. I just think <laughs> I just think Kyle Shanahan just play calling just straight up sucks in second halves of Super Bowls. I mean, for <laughs> I, I mean that has to factor into it too. I mean. When you have no threat of a running game in the second half and it's just all drop back stuff against probably one of the top two or three secondaries in the entire league, I would argue it might be one or two. Truthfully, McDuffie, Sneed were just outstanding this entire game and through the whole season. You're not helping. You're not helping any quarterback out really with that, whether it would be Stafford. It's like, hey, let's run the ball. And it's just what a shock, guys. All these teams who run the ball well throughout the whole regular season, come playoff time and big moments, they all forget to call the run plays. Isn't it crazy? We did it. Lions did it. 49ers did it. Ravens did it. It's just like, what is happening with these teams who can run the football? <laughs> Everyone just abandons it, man. It's well, there crazy. seems like there's a token run on first down of you know one of the early uh, one of the early uh, drives uh, possessions <laughs> in the second half, and and then gets stuffed for a lot, maybe a one year loss or one yard gain or you know zero, and uh, and then that, that's it. We're not doing this anymore. I mean, McCaffrey <laughs> only rushed the ball like two two or three times for a, a quarter and a half after halftime. I, that's crazy. That's insane. An all pro running back leading rusher. You only got him the ball three, four times in the run yeah. game for a majority well, of that second half. I mean, my goodness, that's just that's just bad offensive play calling and flow feel for the game. I mean, golly. So I think all that I say all that to say a lot of quarterbacks would be in a tough spot playing a top three secondary. But I think Purdy did enough, man. He led his team to game winning field goal potential you know potentially and i think that was good enough you just ran into a hall of famer all-time great quarterback who's gonna get yeah. the job done so yeah the, the 49ers might be uh headed toward uh uh utah jazzdom in uh in uh, oh, not being able yeah. to get over the not being able to get get over the uh michael jordan hump so uh uh well hey i wanted let's let's, let's talk about uh another topic here uh the this new playoff rule and the Niners winning the toss and deciding we'll to take the ball second. So I'll just frame it up and then get your guys' take. Uh, so Kyle, so the new rule is both teams get a you know a possession um, period end of story. No matter what the first team does, <laughs> yep. and then after that, it's uh, it's sudden death, yep. and the the clock's not an issue. It just is what it is. So. Uh, they get their full timeouts and, you know, off we go. So Niners win the toss and, and elect to receive the ball and have, have possession first. So the rationale from Shanahan after the game was, well, yeah, I mean, if we possess the ball and then they come back and do the same thing that we did, then we'll have first shot at sudden death, which of course you'd want. <laughs> and so 
that was the rationale. So Ugh. take it away. Uh, go ahead, Mark. Give me your thoughts on that. Jeez. Well, um, the Chiefs, well, I think Kyle said they did rely on their analytics. Right. And their analytics said that's the way to go. Was, whereas the um, Andy Reid's analytics told them the opposite. Right. And I, I'm, I don't know. I'm thinking it's just common sense. Uh, and the analytics would probably back it up that you kick off. Uh, and you, uh, yeah, get the, get the ball second. And so I'm wondering how much is Kyle being completely honest with us? Uh, you know, it's, it seems a little sketchy to me. Well, you, well, you know what? I think this will tell all, and this will always tell all, what do the players say? And what do they think? That's the, that's for any of these coaching questions that we have like this moment right now. And that moment in the Super Bowl. what do the players say? Majority by a ton of credit credited reporters all said a majority of the 49ers players did not know that these new overtime rules. Well, they didn't I mean, know the rule, I mean, yeah. I mean, Jesus guys, I mean, this was in place. <laughs> it's been in place for at least a couple seasons now. I mean, right. my goodness. And then not only that, I mean, the head referee says it before the coin toss is flipped to decide who gets the ball and defer and all that fun stuff. So I, I mean, I get it. You're locked in. You're not paying attention to the noise of the stadium. But, like, holy cow. And then you hear the complete opposite with Kansas City's players. Yep. Every week since – Mahomes said this. Every week since I've been a chief, we go over the overtime rules. And when they changed after we beat the Bills, we have somebody come in every week and explain the new set. And he's like, and after a while, he's like, all right, I get it, I get it, I get it. But it's so ingratiated in – how they're going to attack, how they're going to defend, that it's a no-brainer that they were going to kick off, would yeah. want to kick off anyway, and then see if they have to match it and or overcome a field goal. And yeah. It. And I, it, it's it just crazy. Sense. It made sense to me what Shanahan said. I mean, if 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 because, hey, look, you go down, you do your best, you get a field goal, You obviously you want to score, you get a touchdown, you kick the extra point, and then if the other team comes back, if they, you know, if they score, kick a, if they kick a field goal to match you, then you get the ball first, and and you know in, in overtime, and you can go down, and and that's why they changed the rule because they didn't want one team to, you know, have a chance to go into sudden death. So it made all the sense in the world to me, and I was looking at the people that were arguing the other way, but then I started thinking about it. Here's what what became obvious: it's such an advantage to the team that would go that would have the first shot at at sudden death right? The team that receives the ball first. It's an, such an overwhelming advantage to that team that the team that got the ball second would never give it back to them. In other words, if the, the, the first team didn't score, then you get the ball, you go, just all you have to do is kick a field goal. First team kicks a field goal. You're not going to kick a field goal. You're going for it, going for it, going for it, going for it, because the sure. odds of yeah. you making the fourth, the first down. I mean, unless it's fourth and fifteen or something like that, and you're in field goal range, you're going to be like, okay, we got to do it. But it would be a complete bailout move, um, in a terrible situation. But you would never put yourself in that situation knowing that you were going to, you know, go four down territory, right? Yeah. And then if the team scores a touchdown, the Chiefs even said if the Niners scored a touchdown because they were always planning on hoping to get the ball second. They said if the Chiefs scored a touchdown, we would go down and obviously try and score a touchdown. If we scored a touchdown, we were going for two. Hey, gangster. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. And because it's a way better odds 
of getting a two-point conversion than the other team being able to to drive down and get a and, and kick a field goal, right? Especially given the stats I just said, where seven the last seven possessions someone had scored. So no, yeah, it was crazy, a yeah. no-brainer to 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 take the ball second in retrospect. And you know, you and you say we'll always ask the players what's the real acid test of whether that was a good a move or not is what happens the next time it happens. Because now everyone's going to study it, go through all the scenarios we just did and 10 times more, mm-hmm. put it into their AI algorithms. <laughs> and I, I can almost guarantee you no one will ever, ever again, who wins the coin toss opt to take the ball first. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I just thought, I, I just thought it was foolish. And, but if they believe that it was golden goal style, right? Like seven soccer leagues out yeah. here and where it's first goal wins it, which it used to be for a gazillion years, the NFL, pretty much a hundred years, right? <laughs> it was sudden death. Then I understand that. Let's go win the game. But for them to not know that and the players to not realize that for a couple of seasons now, I mean, yeah. that's just bad coaching. I'm sorry. That's bad that's organizational bad, prep. Bad that's bad head coaching. That's bad from ownership for this thing to not be talked about and not realize, even if somebody in the coaching staff didn't point out Shanahan, someone in the front office, Lee uh, Lynch, someone in uh, ownership, York didn't point these things out. How does any of the players not know this? It's just crazy to me. And this is just another reason why the 49ers have not won a championship since I've been alive. This is another yeah. small reason why. <laughs> In the under 30 years I've been on planet Earth, you know, I got to go watch the VHS tape highlights. I mean, YouTube's fun <laughs> and all, but, you know, if you want a hard copy, sorry, man, you got to go a pull out grainy. that cassette a little, a little <laughs> and to see Steve Young uh, tear up the Chargers. But it's just crazy, <laughs> crazy, crazy how that was a thing. And so how- speaking of Shanahan, <laughs> wow. Speaking of Shanahan, just did a little, uh, did a little research today and, so it turns out there's been 58, you know, Super Bowls. It was obviously Super Bowl 58, which means there's been uh, 100, you know, 752 add two on championship games, and in the last 58 years, there's been 174 Super Bowl and championship games. 18 yeah. of the 174 have had have featured double digit blown leads. So some team was up by 10 or more at some point in the game, and they lost. And uh, and so and so it's it's interesting. I it didn't it didn't want to take too much time in this in this tweet but but it turns out seven teams were involved in all 18 of those games Mm. every in all 18 of those games there were seven teams that were involved in every single one either on the comeback side or on the uh or on the blown lead side that's crazy that's insane and so and then those same seven teams also were obviously you know involved in more than one of those games and so there's only one team that was is undefeated of those seven teams there's only one team that has a uh uh a uh, undefeated record in um in uh in, in you know in other words come back from 10 point deficits in those games and that's the la rams that's right baby and john mcveigh obviously was the coach of both of those yeah um, what games the, were those uh, say, say them off the top for our people here yeah that was the uh the conference championship game in 2018, the 2018 season um, against Saints, North, against the yeah. Saints, the Rams yeah. were down by 13 in that game. Yeah, that was crazy. And then, of course, the uh, in the other conference championship game in 2021, 
um, they were down to uh, they were down to the uh, to the uh, not to the Sarah, Kyle to, Shanahan led Forty yeah, Nine Kyle yeah. Shanahan led Forty Nine ers. So <laughs> so I won't go through all the uh, the all the stats. You can look it up on my uh, on my uh, on my feed on Twitter at Rams Beat. Oh, but let's, but, but what's, uh, the, what's the most important one there before? Oh, you... Shanahan. Yeah, yeah. So San Francisco is two and four in those games. They've been involved in six of these games, six out of eighteen. <laughs> Crazy. And they're two and four, Woo. and uh, Kyle Shanahan is one and three. Jim Harbaugh was one and one in those games, but Kyle Shanahan is one and three in uh, in those games before this year. And he, he won his first game this year against the, the that Lions comeback. But um, this is the double digit lead, right? He's one and yeah, three in those. Yeah, 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 double digit leads, right? So, so in other words, he's he's blown three double digit leads. <laughs> and he's come back from one double digit deficit. Yeah, crazy man. I yeah. mean, so let's go through it real quick. Our friends listening in. So it's the NFC Championship game, right? That we overcame and came back here to to propel us oh, to the, the bowl. The Shanahan games, yeah. Yep. And then it's let's not forget the twenty eight three magical Tom Brady comeback. No, no, no. That, that's not even included. Oh well, I'm just I'm just going through real quick in my in my memory but, bank. So but that's, uh, but that's that, he was, even, I didn't even include it in that one because just, he, was the, he was the offensive coordinator in that one. But yeah, he was. Let's not forget those play callings in the second half where they just didn't yeah. give it to uh, Freeman and who was the other running back that was pretty good. I'm blanking on his name, but yeah. You know who I'm talking about, my yeah. football fans out there, where they just went Matt Ryan, throw it, throw it, throw it, and they blew that. They and did. then, right, this past Super Bowl against Chiefs round two, and then Chiefs and Niners round one and 19, right? That's the other one that was yeah, blown. Yeah, the, the, the 2020 season. Yes, 2020, And and, uh, and then they also um, blew the uh, – we talked about the Rams uh, conference championship game. And then he also blew the – uh well there's three right there's there's his three blown games the, yeah and then yeah. and then you know atlanta i'm sorry everybody i know some yeah Falcons that's that's it, but... uh that's an asterisk because he was the <laughs> he was the oc but i mean hey bro you're part of a lot of you know legacy defining collapses <laughs> like oh my goodness man so i don't want to hear <laughs> and with all that said everybody gentlemen i don't want to hear about kyle shanahan being a better coach than sean McVay anymore okay i'm done i don't want to hear it your opinion's invalid. I'm sorry. They've had better rosters year in and year out. You know, I would say most times in the Rams, you know, in a year in and year out basis. Um, and for, and for them to not get it done repeatedly, and for them to lose in these games, like really bad. Think about even the the Philly game. You can say the quarterbacks. I get it, but this, you know, what I'm saying we can just go down the list. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it with this stack roster. They went all in this season, right? Traded for Chase Young, signed Randy Gregory. Uh, obviously, the picks that they were hoping Lance would work out. They got bailed out by Purdy being their best quarterback and since Sean Shanahan's been their coach, right? They got bailed out by that. Let's keep it real. I mean. And they are very fortunate to beat the Packers and the Lions. Yeah. And, you know, if, the, if Dan Campbell just isn't, isn't a, a meathead with going for it, they lose that game. You know, if Jordan Love doesn't make some dumb throws at the end of that divisional round, they probably lose that game even before that. So, obviously, there's luck involved, but I'm just all that to be said. I don't want to hear about Shanahan being better than McVay. I don't want to hear it. Not even, yeah, no, no, uh, yeah, no, no evidence for that. 
Why take one vacation with the family when you could take all of them? With Royal Caribbean, you don't just go to the beach. You visit a private island and race down the tallest water slide in North America. You don't just go for a road trip. You ATV and zip line through the jungle. You don't just go somewhere new. You rappel down waterfalls and discover ancient temples. Because this isn't just any vacation. This is all the vacations. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. So, uh, Mark, what are some other, what are some of your takeaways from the game? I know you, you uh, jotted down some notes. Well, yeah, it's not so much necessarily about the game, uh, but the aftermath and moving yeah. forward. Uh, one comment about the game, though, I, I still take a little bit of joy in that third round draft pick uh, of the 49ers, the kicker, Jake Moody. Now he did hit a couple of long ones, but that missed extra point was big. It was really big, was really big. <laughs> and yeah, and, uh, you know, that may have been what lost him the game. But, hey, he did hit 250 plus yarders. So. Yeah, he um, nailed those. I, I was I thought he would potentially miss that one to to put him up ahead late in the fourth under two yeah, minutes. Right. It was kind of veering to the right, and I was like, oh, oh. And then, <laughs> oh, and then it curved in. It curved in. And then yeah. I was like, all right, I, I trust I trust my homeboy to to lead lead them to tie or victory. And he pulled through. I won some cash. Thanks. Thanks, Mahomes. <laughs> yeah. What what uh, my big takeaway now is is you know. The 49ers more or less went all in. I mean, they've drafted really well, and they have a good core of guys that they've drafted. But, you know, Kinlaw, Young, Gregory, um, Trent Williams, you know, at the end of last year, Trent Williams was talking about retiring. And uh, yeah, he he said that he mentioned it. He said, I don't I don't know how much more I can how much longer I can do this. So what is, you know, and they have, I looked, I think right now they have a half a million dollars in cap space. They have a lot of draft picks, but they're going to lose a lot of guys uh, already. Um, And, you know, I I have to think the pecking order in the NFC West could already be changing. Perhaps they're, they probably right now have a better roster than the Rams regardless, but I think the the NFC West is going to be really interesting. I think the you know, Seattle with a coaching change there, a lot of good young players. I think Arizona's pointed in the right direction. I think this is a good opportunity for the Rams uh, to to win back the NFC West. I really think it is. A te- team's coming off a of Super Bowl losses like this. It's tough yeah. to come back from that. You know, the mental, the wear and tear on you, and then to lose like that and have yeah. a bunch of free agents heading out the door. Um, I just there there's more reasons to this is a good result for for more than just the fact that hey we like to see the 49ers lose I think it's a it could be a moment in time for our Rams to uh to bounce back yeah so let's go through that list of free agents because I was interested to see who that is Uh, our old friend Sebastian Joseph Day right thank you for going to the Niners but thank you for your services as a Ram they were fun times uh Randy Gregory Chase Young, who they traded picks for, right? Sam Darnold, the backup quarterback. Javon Kinlaw, who's, you know, they were hoping he would be some monster, but he never turned out to be anything. So, you know, that's been a, a hit and miss, right, I would say. Would you guys agree with that on that yeah, first, first round, round pick? Yeah, first round draft pick, yeah. Yeah, so that's, that didn't work out. Uh, Logan Ryan, who was playing a little bit last uh, this past Sunday. Uh, Chris Conley, some of the return guys. You know, Jawan Jennings, who's uh, – shockingly been really clutch for them since he's been a 49er. I mean, good blocker made 
<laughs> had a reception touchdown and a passing touchdown. I mean, yeah, he might have been MVP if they had won. I mean, game. I mean, even this whole playoff tournament, he was making really important third down grabs. So he's been an impressive. He he matters as a third receiver. And who else? I'm just going Ray Ray McLeod. Um, don't Queen they have Farrell. to resign? So, I mean, don't, don't they have to give Ayuk? I think uh, is Ayuk going into his? Um, uh, Ayuk, I think, has one more season to go. I'm I think they have sure. to pay him though. Uh, yeah, I'm not. And sure. then the injury but too. Have, but but I think they have that fifth year option. They have an exercise, or have they? I'm not too sure. I could find. We could find. And, that. and then there's but, the injury to Greenlaw. I'm not sure how serious that is. But oh, he tore his Achilles. I yeah. think they announced that that was an Achilles tear. And what a shame. You know, look, we have our our crap talk. You know, rivalry with the 49ers and with all the teams in the West and whoever else we beef with, right? Football wise. God, the Achilles. Anyone with the injury, man. I mean, as you know, you take a step back, be human for a sec. That sucks. You know, the biggest game oh, yeah. playing good. It's like, dang, dude. You can and see he Fred was just Warner. running out on the field, wasn't he? Was he was yeah. just kind of getting a couple jumping jack, you know, style. Like, let's go. All right, we're back on. And then lands. And in the video, if you slow it down, you see the end. You know, the famous calf kind of explode, meaning the Achilles snapped. You see that in his calf when you watch it in a, in a slow mo. I'm, you know, all these. You know, surgeon doctors that are on the internet sphere pointing out the injuries. Now you see a lot of that. When they had that slowed down, you see that that yeah. Achilles pop, and it's like, oh boy, man. And you know he'll be gone a majority of the season, and and that will yeah. help the Rams. I mean, let's just be. What's the football side of it? How's that benefit for the Rams? Good linebacker won't be playing against us for probably at least one of the games, probably the whole season. We'll see what happens, but yeah, I mean, tough, tough. <clears throat> yeah, we're gonna miss those. Uh two to three 15 yard uh personal fouls though on late hits <laughs> out of bounds but yeah uh, he pushed the boundaries didn't he yeah, jesus he did. yeah. he did. but he's a great player and you know never want to yeah, see he's a inside but speaking of injuries and and how that impacted the game uh he went down early on uh feliciano their uh their uh guard oh, went great. down early on what was he, he was mean, holding his ribs when that yeah. happened huh? did they yeah, ever that, say what it was i don't remember i don't know yeah they didn't yeah. say but he was out uh, they had a backup yeah. Um, they also uh, Debo went out for a while. And yeah, you saw that, that hammy get pulled when he was running yeah. the route. Yeah, I was and like, that, oh, yeah. And that didn't help, but he came back pretty strong. But yeah, and then um, uh, I'm not and sure. I guess Kittle, no. was, Kittle may have been out for a little while too. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, I was. saw that it was some shoulder. I yeah. mean, he, I mean, these look at man, these tight ends that block or I have to be involved. They're just beat the hell up, man. Look at Higby. Higby's always dealing with something. Yeah, Mark right. Andrews is always dealing with something. Kittles feels like he's always dealing with something. And Kelsey, and I, he blocks, but like they don't, they don't really re- use him in that way. Let's just be honest. Yeah, he's, he's in more, there more for decoy, just kind of seal somebody off. He's not trying to put people <laughs> in the dirt and be the lead blocker, like a Shanahan McVay style offense where that's right. required of our got, receivers. Well, they have in. their fullback for that. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah. It's just, they're just oh. beat up, man. And isn't uh, yeah, isn't Jusak is Jusak is a, he a free? I don't know if he's a free agent or not, but yeah, and I think Debo. Oh, Yusek, I think Jusak De- is still signed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Debo's playing style; he's always banged up, and that's what worries me about Puka. Puka very similar style, just throws his body into everything. Well, I mean, and, Cup uh, too, man. He's the he's the lead. He was the lead fullback for offense for yeah. uh, every year up until this season. You know. It's just that style of play, man. There's a shelf life to it. And, you know, that's just reality. Yeah, just the same thing. Yeah, it's reality. But, yeah, man, I mean, (laughs) it's just crazy, dude. I mean, look at what did the Rams go through not too long ago? Our third, fourth safety, Nick Scott was the third, fourth guy, and he played great that tournament. We got to call 
Eric Weddle off the couch. Yeah. And, he, and he played fan A plus, though. Let's just be honest. That was shocking. So we had to deal with that, right? We had to deal with no Robert Woods off in the ACL. We had to deal with uh, in the Super Bowl for for freaking sake. Down to our four string tight end and Hopkins. Down to you know Van Skoranek dropping passes, leading interceptions. Uh, Cooper so Cup missed the missed first me. Super Bowl, right? Yeah. So just miss me with all that injury stuff. I don't care if Ufunga, you know, was out and all these other you know sequential injuries. Just get it done. Get it done. And the 49ers cannot and they sort of remember. Well, yeah, let's say did. let's call us let's call it depth is depth is a is a key component, you know. Is yeah. it's a key component of the NFL, right? When you yep. have injuries. So yeah. So um uh what else you got, uh Mark or Ian on this? Oh uh, well speaking of speaking, speaking of coaching, this is something that's been just the football film junkie that I am. And don't worry, everybody, when the season starts, we're we're, we're going heavy. And make sure when I come on here, I'll give you the give you the breakdowns of our games. But in the most critical third, fourth game winning touchdown plays of the Super Bowl, it was the same freaking play over and over again. And the 49ers couldn't defend it in all aspects. What was it? Basically, long story short, Mahomes and shotgun running back either to his right hip or his left hip, not pistol, left or right. And it was a triple option play, meaning. There's three things the quarterback can do, and it's up to him. In the old school triple option, it was all run oriented. It'd be you're reading one defender, either you're going to hand it off to the first running back and keep it. And then the third option off that one, two would be am I going to keep it again or am I going to pitch it to another running back? In this variation that the Mahomes Andy Reid combo did and pulled off over and over again was read option shotgun. Mahomes is reading the defensive end, and the defensive end in this situation for the 49ers is Bosa. They're leaving him unblocked purposely, and they're going to see what he does. Mahomes is going to see. Is he going to attack the running back like I'm handing it off to him, or is he going to try to be patient and see what I'm going to do? If he attacks the running back, Mahomes is going to keep it and not hand it off. If he kind of stays put, kind of guessing himself and not committing to anything, he's going to give it to the running back, Pacheco. So. Each time he crashed in the first two attempts, Mahomes kept it. Now, what is that third option? There's no pitch man like 1945 football. What it was is somebody running a quick little out route or a quick little angle flat route. The first couple times it was Kelsey. He was covered. So Mahomes said, perfect. I'm just going to take off and get this first down. I'm going to convert this third and long. I'm going to convert this third and short and this fourth down. So that happened over and over and over again. And then what happened on the game-winning touchdown? It was the same exact concept. Bosa stood home, then made a great play last minute to crash. Mahomes made a great play seeing it, faking, keeping it. And then they guarded Kelsey, but then they left McCole Hardman wide open. So they just were just getting caught up in the same play over and over and over again. And they couldn't defend all aspects of it. Sometimes they guarded the first run and pass well. Mahomes took off. The last time they, they defended both runs, Mahomes and the running back, and then he led to the Hardman touchdown. But I know that was a long way of saying, come on, coaches, 49ers, you got to figure that out at some point. And they couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think you're, to your point, Steve Wilkes was dramatically outcoached. And, uh, yeah. And Spagnola was, uh, you know, going blow for blow with Shanahan. But, Wilkes was definitely the weak link in, in that game. And at one point, Shanahan even 
even called a timeout when he saw that Wilkes was going with the same set, same set, same set, and Shanahan <laughs> called the timeout in overtime and said, whoa, 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 what's going on here? You know, we got, Jeez, I don't want to, I don't want to see this crap anymore. So, um, yeah, interesting. I'm not sure if Wilkes will be back on that team next year to be, to be honest. So, but, uh, Pickens are, are pretty thin at this point, right? You're, you're pretty late in the game to be trying to find somebody, but, uh, you know, we'll I see. know, but I mean, you think a defense that talented would be able to identify and read and react to the same play happening to them over and over yeah, again? Like, exactly. it's, it's crazy, man, how much they just could not handle that. And yeah. it's not even that complicated. It's really, really, man, oh, man, I think, um, what did they, what did they call it? Corn dog. It was corn dog that led to the two wide open touchdowns against the Eagles last Super Bowl. And I think Andy Reid said this was corn dog with some mustard and ketchup, which is a little bit different look because it was a trip because it was a triple option look, you know, instead of just the straight uh, the straight drop back. So that's a cool little name. Shout out to Reid with all the food references. I know that. I hope he got his hamburgers. Thankful, thankful for him. <laughs> Rams Nation is thankful for him. I hope he gets all the hamburgers and corn dogs that he needs for stopping the 49ers two times in the last couple uh, four or five years. <laughs> That's it. So any final thoughts uh, before we wrap it up, Mark? No, just very, very happy. Um, I think this the 49er franchise might be living under a little bit of a curse. And uh, that's just the way it is. It's good times for good times to be a Rams fan. Um, you figure over the last 30 years, the Rams have been to four Super Bowls, won two of them. And the 49ers in that same time are 0-3. There's still a lot of 49er fans, a lot of football fans in general, kind of living in the past when it comes to the 49ers legacy. And uh, you I'm know just, what, Mark? I'm just... we we got to start talking about them. Like, we talk how we crap on the Cowboys. I mean, the Cowboys right. have won a Super Bowl more recently than the 49ers. One year. The, one, the year after this. Uh, and then yeah. one more One year later, right? Like, and we, and we, always, and obviously the Cowboys have not been in a, been in a conference championship. And that's, that's its own separate laughable thing. We can tease the, that fan base. But <laughs> hey, man. Yeah. I mean, look, yeah, at, we're an entire generation later and they still haven't pulled it off. I mean, Joe, yeah, I'm, the I'm, three, I'm under 30. So yeah. I, 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 since I've been alive, it hasn't happened. You know, yeah, like, I've, I've already talked about that, too. The three iconic franchises that people, uh, if you if you just can ask someone to name three great franchises, uh, three franchises they will name in a heartbeat are the Cowboys, 49ers, and the Raiders. And between those three teams, you know, it's just, just not happening. And living I don't, in the past. Living in right, the past. Yeah. Right. Sorry. Your, gran your, grandpap your grandpappy's, uh, what he saw with his own two eyes, don't count for you. Yeah, people one of there. my one of my favorite Jethro Toll songs, "Living in the Past," and and they are. Yeah, yeah. There we go. Well, huh, I'm just glad I didn't have to hear it for the next six months. Oh, Maybe me too, months. guys. I would. Uh, it would have. It would have just been such a whack next couple of months before the draft. <laughs> you know, it just would have been just so whack. That's just the it right way to say it, right? Man. Would have been. Dumb, oh my! Bang, bang! This, bang! How about bang, bang? Choke gang with Shanahan yeah. doing it again. I think Even I in the last couple of weeks, uh, uh, all the 49er garb I've been seeing that you don't typically see, uh, I think Ram fans are a lot more consistent in showing their colors. Um, you know, I, I wear my Ram stuff all year long when they're, I was wearing it in the Fisher days, right? Right. And I think, I think 49er fans, there's a big percentage of them that kind of come out of the woodwork when times are good. 
Yeah, you know what it is, too? We need that choking energy out of the Dodgers, by the way, too. That's all these 49er fans that are Dodger fans, all that bad juju. We don't need that, man. And all you <laughs> Cowboy fans and you're choking bad juju being uh, Dodger fans, too. Yeah. Please, please, please. Let's make the conversion to the right L.A. team, and then we don't have to stop with this and, bad juju. Tra- and this is trans- – and- Transferring to my other favorite sports. Gah. Yeah, and and if you care about that, how many Ram fans or how big our fan base is, this could be a window of opportunity as well for the Rams with uh, a lot of their young stars, guys like Puka and Kyron Williams and the 49ers uh, laying another dud. Uh, The Rams have a good season. You know, those 8, 9, 10, 11, 12-year-old football fans uh, might latch on to us. That's right. And look, at man, I see all the youth around. I mean, all the, the younger, you know, I'd say, what, 12 and under. They're all rammed out. It's it's yeah. it's it's happening. I see the Cups. I see the Donalds. I see the Pukas now. I mean, thank God for that for that Polynesian man, Puka. I think his great energy, obviously him being a baller helps, duh. But you know he's he's got what they say that uh, that golden retriever energy, just always smiley, always oh. happy to be there. And I think that ru- that that rubs off well on on just young kids. Yeah, and, and I think I, Kyron I, has a little worked. bit of that too. Mm-hmm. And it's worked yeah. beautifully. And I think uh, it's going to take time. Everybody, we could probably need another generation or so. We need these young kids to hit their twenties and above. Then I think it'll be pretty rammed out here in LA. There'll yeah. always be the other fan bases. Everyone comes out here from because they hate where they live originally. Right. That's just the way it is. I get it. But it's it'll take time. But we're making progress. Hey, multiple playoff visits, multiple Super Bowl appearances, one one of them in your own stadium, in your own city. We're on a great path. Hey, let's keep it going. Good stuff. Good stuff, you guys. Well, great discussion of the Super Bowl. We're going to move on next episode, Mark, I'm sure, to the. draft and free agency and oh, i'm excited the, what's next oh. for the la Rams? so i'm, I'm excited sure, uh, gentlemen oh. as the conductor of this uh of this rams up network uh mark i'm sure has a lot in store and uh mm-hmm. and we'll be back as well into the round table and and get into all those topics as we move forward and the rams you know had, again kind of a take an overachieving um, you know, take a year off, kind of a year or reset year, whatever you want to call it, taking 75 millions in cap hit, getting rid of all that cap stuff. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, fortunately killed the draft, let a bunch of young guys play. And, you know, again, way overachieved well, the playoff. But now it's go time. And the oh, Super Bowl yeah, just ended right. and it is go time. The Rams are coming back this year. So, well, a whole new energy to the fan base, a whole new energy to the front office. The players, the the uh, staff, everybody, and uh, it's going to be a fun off season for Rams and the Rams Up podcast. So can't wait. Look forward to it. Look forward to all Mark's great content and all of our roundtable content and so forth. So thanks again, you guys. Uh, that'll wrap it up on the Rams Up roundtable post Super Bowl edition. Joined by Mark, co uh, the uh, my co host on Rams Up and Ian. Uh, Paul didn't make it in. But uh, we'll catch up with him next time. That's all right. uh, Thanks again, you guys. Okay, thanks a lot. Yeah, you're very welcome. Remember, go Rams and bang, bang, choke gang once again. (laughs) L.A. all day. That's going to do it for this episode 
remember you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. And don't forget about our YouTube channel. Our handle is at laramsup.com. Till next time, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there.